Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Indie Film Review, where we voluntarily ignore the hot goss, because that insane <laughs> slap happened this week, and you're not going to hear it. You're not going to hear, like, during the recording it happened, but you're not going to hear this recording for another, like, three weeks or so. So, what I mean... Slap? Exactly. What's left? We we already forgot about it. So we are sacrificing our popularity for hot right. goss and hot mm-hmm. takes, all in the name of indie films. And that's true. And now to get on to our Oscars review. Oscar. We could be more popular. We have we have the chemistry. We have the the know how. But we are we are reviewing independent films. God damn it. Stubborn, old, <laughs> unwanted. <laughs> not unwanted. I love. I love. I love my job, even though I'm not paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Jared. That's Dan. What's up? What's we're up? Podcast. Yeah. Um, we're keep my best podcast lives. name out your fucking mouth <laughs> oh so topical danny so topical um, dan why are you crying right now you're, I, you're crying <laughs> you're so upset is it oh. because your wife has sex with everybody else but you yes that's weird <laughs> <laughs> how weird is that anyways guys we're going to talk about an actual independent film. Please be excited. So this week we watched a film, um, a film by uh, uh, our newest patron, Calvin Shepard. And he's not new, Dan. He's been patroning, patroning oh. us. Um, but recently he had upgraded to the $5 tier. That's right. I remember. Yeah. Um, and he's a very good boy. He is okay. a very good boy. Everybody uh, should so be he- like Calvin. <laughs> He submitted uh, Safe House 1618 to us. He wrote and directed this film. Uh, thank you so much, Calvin. You're a fucking champion. You're a, a, a king. A champion. Among, yeah. For the among, king. Among bebes. And uh, we're very excited to talk about this film. And, you know, that's what we're going to do. What the fuck? Is Safe House 1618. Safe House 1618 is about a group of sisters who um, murder the senator's son. Oh my god. And they must seek refuge in a safe house before they can leave the country. Mm. And this film takes place in that safe house. I mean, we get a lot of exposition, which is really great. We get a lot of people trying to leave the safe house, even though it's Mm -hmm. frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you might get caught. I'm glad that a lot of the movie isn't in the safe house. Like we're not just kind of stuck in that. Yes. I I agree. That's cool. I agree. I like the breakout, but there's a lot of things that we need to talk about for this film. I'm, I'm actually very intrigued by how much I got out of it. Alrighty. Well, let's do some questions, Dan. Yes. What'd you think about that slap of the Oscars? I mean, wow. (laughs) Jared. Would he, Jared, do you have a real question for me? Because I have a real question for you. Yes, I do. How do you feel about the aspect ratio change? Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. I think it's it was a good choice, but it ah. is it is inconsistent, which okay. kind of made me upset. Um, so the 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 idea was once you're the outside world is 
um, you know, 16-9 or, you know, how, you're 2.33 to, to 1, basically. Your, your uh-huh. widescreen aspect ratio. Then whenever you get to the safe house, inside the safe house, it switches to 4.3 aspect ratio, which mm-hmm. makes you feel a little bit more claustrophobic. And yeah, I yeah. liked that choice a lot, but there were a couple scenes that did not have the aspect ratio. Like a couple scenes in the house were widescreen, and it was oh, a I little insca- yeah. in- inconsistent. See, I didn't realize when the rules were. I felt like it was just trying to make you feel a certain way uh, throughout, because there were times when the aspect ratio would visibly be changing or like in the transition mm-hmm. of change as you're watching it. And that was really cool. There's yeah. certain scenes where oh, I you're love actually that getting like crushed by the screen. I love that shit. Uh, b- because the person on, on cameras almost getting crushed in their own way. Yeah. That was really neat. And what's interesting to me is recently I was on Reddit looking around on, on the different uh, uh, film reddits or whatever. And I filled out a, like a survey, like this, like, high school survey this person was doing about a film they were making. They were trying to like get feedback on it. And one of the things that they asked about is, is it a legitimate thing to play with aspect ratio? Yes. A hundred percent. Like, would that bother you? Is it, uh, is there merit to doing that? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It can make you feel a certain way. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the idea. It, It makes you feel a certain way, but it's like play with the medium. Like, Ooh. Don't just go with the status quo. Like it's it's yeah. okay to experiment and it's good to experiment and it it makes you grow as an artist. And some people may not like it. Other people may mm-hmm. understand the merit of it. Like people who know cinematography would probably know why that you're trying to do that. Good yeah. film watchers, like people who actually actively try to get the meaning out of film and analyze it, of course they're going to take note of you know, a, a shrinking of the screen. You're like, wait, why, why is this happening? I will say when they're at the very beginning, it seems like it only happened at the very beginning, but the, the black bars, the top and the bottom were like, they got way too thick. I don't know what it is. And later on it, it like corrects itself where it's, Mm. Oh, I didn't notice that. It looked a little like neater to me that, that kind of annoyed me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't mind the play of, uh, jumping around the different aspect ratios. I thought it was fun. No, I thought it was good. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. When they entered the safe house, we had that transition of like, we're getting kind of crushed, you know, like the whole thing gets claustrophobic again. And, uh, yeah, it was really neat. Uh, Dan, do you have a question for me? Yes. Jared, if you and I murdered someone together, Mm. what would we do in a safe house for 40 days? Huh. Well, we'd probably each get our own couch yes. uh, across from each other, right? And yeah. we'd get a blanket, uh-huh. and we'd, we'd drape that blanket over ourselves. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, And we would wait, have wait, a wait, sock. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a single blanket that is going to span the entire room, or is, do we each have a blanket? It could be a big quilt <laughs> that we both share, and um, each of us have a sock of the other's. Um, that we jerk <laughs> off into. Gross. Yeah. And uh, whenever we fantasize about the other, we'll just ejaculate into that sock. And then throw it, at e- throw it at the other person. No, we're going to we'll... respectfully put it back under our couch. And take and a big whiff. Shame. Sure, you can do that too. Just don't let me catch you. <laughs> okay. 
No, no I, I get it. No, work. definitely hide your shame. That's that's really. We live in a society. <laughs> we yeah. live in a society. You are right. Thank you. Do you have a real question you want to ask me? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a legitimate question. Okay. Um, oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> just, it was okay, something that was curious. The reason curious. he says that is because in the film, their <laughs> getaway driver is stuck with them, and he's the only male in the house. And he'll fantasize about the other females, and he's like a... Uh, he was very entertaining, by the way. Yes. Uh, and he's like this drug addict idiot, and he's just like sitting on the, the couch like the entire film. I'm like, I'm not sure his legs even work. And so, there's a, a few scenes of him jacking off into a sock. Yeah, a few. <laughs> quite, quite a few. Um, I, this, this might be the record for the, the most jack-off scenes. Yeah. <laughs> In a film, not I'm just, not kidding. Not just our driver, but but I other think, people. I think too. there's four jackoff scenes in this. Yeah. Oh, I oh I want to bring this up because I wrote it down. It was very special to me. There was a throw up scene to mm-hmm. jackoff scene to jackoff scene into throw up scene. <laughs> I have never seen that in the history of film. So I want to congratulate Calvin for making something so special <laughs> because it's, right. it's a triumph it's it's a triumph it's probably it's probably more special than my my peeing scenes that i like so much you know when it's if a, a character goes onto the, the toilet <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh. um so jared um questions okay. about film form how did you like the editing in this film and and cinematography i liked it uh, cinematographer, I thought was on point. Um, there were a couple scenes th- that they were trying pretty interesting stuff, which I, I have to applaud. Yeah, them for. I don't, I don't remember any real flubs or anything. I will say, with the editing, there were certain scenes that I felt they could have cut short. So, yes, like, in, uh, in terms there'd of there'd be some walking scenes, or maybe someone's like making food, and I'm like, I don't need to see this. We editing, gotta, we gotta cut this down. Editing for experimental purposes, or for you know, um. Yeah, just trying to experiment with the the concept of editing. That's good. But I do agree with you that there are a f- quite a few scenes that we need to edit for pacing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the audio quality? Audio? Uh, music, too. Okay, so music, 110%. Like, every single so music good. song they did. It's so good. Every single music song. Guys, I, I don't know uh, if you know these things called music songs, the... but... <laughs> no, every what was your favorite song, music song? Wait, uh, hold the on. First one. I'm gonna jerk off into my song. The first <gasps> song where she's um in the bath, the red bathroom, and she's like jamming oh, yeah. out to this rock song. Super so good. every song cue they did is fantastic. I want, I want the soundtrack to this on my iPad. And... Yeah, the red bathroom man was its own character in and I know, of itself. It's fucking awesome. Fucking love the red bathroom. There's just inexplicably a red light in the bathroom, and it's like, who cares? It's fucking cool. It makes everything look amazing. It didn't bother me at all that it was random. I was like, I love this. This is great. Oh, anyways, so yeah, the audio itself, what do you think? Audio, I mean, audio is hard to do. In terms of being a cohesive whole was inconsistent. I have to say that. Yeah. Like, it's the air conditioning, right? Yeah, the, you can hear the room tone, and the room tone shifts every single, not every single time, but it shifts frequently to know that, like, you know, it's not a consistent sound. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's less noticeable if you're not wearing headphones, but I was wearing headphones, so it was, like, right in my ear, you know? Yeah, me and Dan are... We're fucking nerds, and we put our headphones on, and like, 
program the c- computer to like enhance mode and we're like oh let's hear every little fucking <laughs> <laughs> drip and drap and let's fucking complain about it but hey you know what that's what we do that's what we do on this show but, but yeah, i noticed the same thing the soundtrack what I was getting at the soundtrack is so forgiving like i'm i I know yeah. how difficult it is to do sound. Like we both know how difficult it is to do sound because mm-hmm. we edit this goddamn show. And oh yeah, it's fucking sucks. It's it's terrible. So like I am a super forgiving of sound, but it is something that is noticeable. Like I can't yeah. say it's not. Mhm. Uh what did you how did you feel about the uh what's the word am I looking for? Uh like the sets, you know, the different like locations and things they did with the house. Cause I thought that was really cool. It, I mean, they had a lot to work with and I think they, they, um, the set design, I mean, it's just a house, but because they had so much to work with, it didn't make it feel like it was, you know, so humdrum and boring. Mm-hmm. You weren't in the same room the whole time. You got a yeah. lot of good variety with the scenes that were happening in the different rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, it was a good, edited space a, a good um creative geography that we had yeah I, I appreciated it because they tried to take like boring white walls you know like every house has and do something with it like there was one room where they have all the newspaper clippings of all the different bad things that the senators yeah and his son have done before we delve into the spoilers i do want to return to editing really quick because i do have a note about it return Um, to editing the editing in the movie has a lot of graphic matches and a lot of rhythmic editing so i wanted to just applaud that like at the beginning you know how there was um uh before we know that it before we know a certain character has died you see the senator's son being dead and you see some other person being dead and you edit between the two really quick. Those are graphic matches. Yeah. That was really fucking cool. Fun. Yeah. And that happens quite a bit in this film. Yeah. There's a lot of play that they do uh, with the editing in that respect that I liked a yeah. lot. Um, and it, it made me feel on edge and I was yes. like, Oh, what's happening? Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to spoil this movie. Um, currently, to my knowledge, I do not know where you can stream it. I'm hoping that Calvin can tell us. Uh, and we'll do a tweet or something. It'll be fun. So anyways, yeah, we're spoiling the film. Dan? Yes. Um, something that's interesting, because I didn't read the synopsis of this film when I watched it. Because <laughs> you know how I love to uh, just read go into a film. Read yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you uh, don't like to read the synopsis. No, I can't read. No, it's... <laughs> Canonically, I don't know how. Uh, so I I like to go in blind. I'm also blind. I, I didn't see the film. I only, only heard it. And yeah, and I know it's please don't laugh at my disability. Uh, <laughs> You're right. I'm what sorry. I'll say is I thought it was really fun that the three main characters were women because I thought they were men. Mm. Uh, when you first see them, I completely thought the entire time they were men, and then the big reveal, and I, I'm assuming that was on purpose, uh, or that, or I'm sexist, you know, other one. So uh, yeah, I think fun. that that's I, I probably it. part of the the draw there. It's like breaking your expectations, mm-hmm. and making you feel sexist whenever. Yeah, I thought you... it was really neat, uh, and. Um, it was funny because, like, as soon as you said, oh, three women, I was, like, thinking in my head, like, oh, spoilers. But it's not. It's, like, literally on the IMDb page. That's the first fucking sentence. It's not a spoiler at all. 
Dan, what is like the the flow of the film? Like, what is what is going on after? So, like, they get to the safe house. Uh, I they I mean they so, show they show them killing the man. You the have senator's son. three sisters, right? I have their names. There's Jolene. Jolene. Jolene has the black hair. Uh, you have Lee, who hits her head. Uh, that's what she's most known for, is head hitting. Uh, and then Jamie is the blonde that has the boyfriend. Yes. Who likes showers. Yes. In, for more way, more reasons than one. Yes. <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> Jolene, played by Jasmine Jolene. Day. She is... Jolene. Jolene. Um, she <laughs> is paranoid about getting caught the whole time. Yeah. Um, Lee is hurt, so she's kind of incapacitated for a good majority of the film. Mm-hmm. And Jamie is um she she doesn't like the fact that she's isolated into this house for mm-hmm. um 40 days and she does everything in her power to contact the outside world. She even leaves the house at one point. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible at being in a safe house by the way. Yes. They break every single rule that they set for themselves. Yes. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, they're like, you can't use the internet, you can't leave the house, you can't do this, and they do all of those things. So with the character of Lee, they do the murder, they do all of this stuff, they get into the senator's place, the, like the senator's son, he has like a woman tied up there, and they save her, and I was, because at first you think no, that was the her bad friend. Guys. That was just a random woman they save. I thought her friend was there, like she went with her friend with mm-hmm. the wig. You're thinking of the flashback. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking oh, about yeah, when they actually yeah, okay, finally go yeah, and kill yeah, yeah. it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, that guy's fucking terrifying. Uh, well, anyways, well, since you bring it up in the flashback, when she's telling that story, that's when the screen is like getting crushed on her because uh-huh. the the senator's son he shoots her friend because they're trying to escape, and then he grabs her and like throws her on the ground. It's like kind of choking her and while telling her everything's gonna be fine. And she's like covered in blood. It was fucking intense. It was intense. It was an intense scene. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, the thing I was like, I don't get this, is they finish the job. They kill the senator's son. They dump him in the water. They have this, all this plan. is all thought out. And then Lee slips and hits her head on the truck bed. And then the, the rest of the film, she has a concussion. And yes, I looked it up. You can have like symptoms of a concussion that could last for months or even a year where it's like... You're all messed up, you know, like you're, there's a lot of things that could happen there. Um, but why couldn't her injury come from the actual like job? Of yeah. Them, like, right. What they were doing. Maybe the logistics of just of, like this weird accident. Maybe the logistics of making it look good just were too, were just out of their grasp, so to speak. Ah, uh, budgetary. Yeah. Budgetary constraints thing, I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was a little strange. Um, and then, because then it's like that character's out of commission for most of the film, yeah, like, too. Yeah, like, like we and said. And I'm like, well, what are, we, what are we doing with this character if, if she's just kind of... Because, like, I feel like we could have done this film with just the two characters. And, of course, you have Jackoff Man. You have to have Jackoff Man for comic relief. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought it was a, a weird choice. Let me talk about the conflict about getting out of the house. Okay. So you have two people who are in the house. One... The Lee is like, we just have to wait. I'm the best at waiting in a safe house, so I have a concussion. I'm just going to chillax because that's what we're mm-hmm. supposed to do. 
um jamie or jolene is super paranoid the in the entire time mm-hmm. and jamie just wants out so oh her dream sequence is amazing by the what way. i found interesting about this film oh man there's a couple we'll talk about them but what i found okay. interesting about the film is there's this conflict like one of the main conflicts of this film is getting out of the house in a, <laughs> in a film that is produced during the times of covid Ah, so it's okay. it's it's a weird COVID anxiety almost. I'm not saying that that was the intention, but like, the, it, I didn't even think about definitely that. a product of the times, right? Mm-hmm. That that's just one of the things. One of the things that I thought about. Um, but there's so many other good scenes. Like, okay, let's start talking about. Let's scenes talk about like. scenes. Yeah, Jared, my favorite scene in the movie is the psychedelic visuals. With the DVD <laughs> screensaver, that was so good. Yeah, so the uh, the Jackoff man is sitting in his bed with his blanket as he does. He's uh, taking a lot of pills. He's taking so many pills, and um, he is just staring at the DVD logo that bounces around the screen when you don't have anything in the DVD player, and it bounces off of the screen in just into the room and starts bouncing around in the room. And I'm like, this is amazing. That's not what happens. What does happen is he starts playing with his money because he, he has money that he was fronted and he's just <laughs> he starts like, to eat it. He yeah. starts to eat it. And Oh my God, that whole scene was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, another really great scene was, okay. So, Jamie hides her phone in this little thing, this little cupboard, this little nook that only she knows about. And she uses it to call her boyfriend and have phone sex with Mm. him in the shower. Hell yeah. And that fucking super jacked boyfriend. And and he is one of the Masto Bastos that, um, Oh yeah. He, he gets to have such a gratifying experience in this film. Anyway, his character has, it was it actually both of them both of them combined have the coolest death scenes in this film they're yeah. so both good both in the bathroom both, both in, in the, the shower bathroom. too so basically there's this mysterious killer that the senator hires to <gasps> kill the girls and his name How is number have we 1 we not talked about him now yeah so yet. number 1 He's there's amazing. there's so much to unpack with number 1 anyway we'll talk about this kill first and then we we have to talk about number 1 as a character um he kills, he kills uh, Jamie's boyfriend while he's masturbating in the shower, and she's on the phone with him, and she's like, are you still there? But the way in which it's revealed that his body is there, it's like, mm. number one is finishing up doing his duty, and we're just like following him through the screen, and as he leaves the room, it's a slow pan down to see Jamie's boyfriend wrapped in saran wrap, and I'm like, oh. oh that was amazing. Fucking awesome. So good. Okay. Make a film. About number one. Yes. <laughs> or no one. I love how it, it's his name is no one, but oh, it's no one, yeah. I need more of him. <laughs> well, okay, so we there's this amazing scene in the middle of the film where uh-huh. we get no one is I forgot it's pronounced no one. I'm pronouncing it number one anyway. But it it's but when you look at it, it's if if it's N O period one, it's still number one. Yeah. So it's I think it's interchangeable. Yeah. I thought so the same thing. He He's hired to track these girls down, and he's the best at his job. But there's a scene where he has three pre-made Caesar salad 
oh, containers I in front of him. I loved this scene. <laughs> he like slowly opens his knife and carefully cuts out the the wrapper and then he just peels it off like he didn't even need to cut it because you don't need to cut those at all. <laughs> no, you don't. I love how meticulous he was yes. and anal about it. Yes, and it, it, it speaks to his character. Yes, and that's why I like that scene and that's why I liked it more than say like other scenes in films where it's just showing people eating or like waking up. Oh, I'm going to wake up and make eggs. It's like, who cares? But if you're telling me something about the character, then I'm interested. Yes. Um, I've, I found that this film in the early stages, it was less dialogue and less about you getting to know the characters. And then later on in the film, towards the end, you actually kind of do get to learn more about them. Uh, I do wish we got more characters, characterization through interactions between yes. the characters. I think, um, having certain scenes where a character has a goal or they reveal information about themselves that's organic to where it's like, okay, now I can start to care about the characters more. Because I, I feel like that took too long for me to start caring about them. Yeah. Um, as with number one, he was just so cool. I was like, I fucking love number one. I can't wait for him to kill everybody. Uh, <laughs> he's amazing. The and, way he looks is amazing. He's oh, like yeah. a giant. He he's just like duct tape and body bags. Yeah, wrapped all together. With like a big and he's gas got these mask. Or, on. Yeah, goggle. Oh, he's so good. Oh, I fucking love number one. He's horrifying. <laughs> he's amazing, and the actor. Like when you see his face, the actor is perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. This guy is so creepy. Oh, so okay. When he's making his salad, right, he starts to eat it, he gets the phone call because he's in the dead boyfriend's house. He's waiting for her to call so he can try to figure out where she is. He picks up the phone, doesn't say anything, just listens to her, tries to gather as much information as he can. And then when she hangs up, he puts the phone down, he throws away his food, and he's got like 10 more chicken salads (laughs) just sitting there. And he grabs a new one. And so like... He didn't like that he was interrupted during his meal. It's amazing. So he's like, I have to do this again. Yes. So I love his weird OCD. I just perfect. And okay, Dan, did you get Halloween vibes out of ev- all the interactions with number one? Yes. Because like he is absolutely Michael Myers, right? Yeah. You see him like staring out of a window. There's there's several scenes where he's just like ominously outside staring. And at I think that, that that's, that's so it, it's it's a genius. It's a stroke of genius. Like yeah yeah yeah. People people borrow from films in their films all the time, and I think that yeah. that was a good choice because it just made him that much more distant from us. Mm. Like he was more mysterious because of that. Yeah yeah. Oh no, I loved it. I thought it was so good. And then I also felt like there were some psycho kind mm-hmm. of vibes in this too, with yeah. a lot of the, the bathroom murders and just some of the camera work going up the stairs. Well, okay, so the probably the still uh, image yeah, that it. the probably the still image that we're gonna use for this film on Instagram is the most amazing still image. Oh, the, the one film. you sent me? Yeah. Yes. It, it, yeah. It's uh-huh. it's it's the aftermath of him having just killed Jamie. Like he shot her in the head while she was in the shower. And you see the lower half of number one and the rest of him is shrouded by fog in the mirror. But she's dead in the background behind him still in the tub. So you see him as this ominous presence and you see her dead. Oh, my God. It's it. And it's in that red ass bathroom. It's so yeah. good. For a low-budget film, there's a lot of really cool shit going Speaking on. Speaking of that, um, Jolene's, cool stuff going Jolene's on. dream sequence with the police officers, yeah. that was yes, all in one take, and that was amazing. It was so fun, because then 
um, she she wakes up and the is like that soft dream lighting and her sister's like, hey, I'm all better. My head doesn't hurt anymore. She's like, I made you pancakes. And they're like happy and uh, yay. Nah. And then the cops bust in and you're like, oh shit. And then <laughs> Jack off man, he like runs away. Yeah. And they shoot him and like people are dying. Yeah. And then and camera, then she gets, the camera ahead. follows the cops up the stairs. Oh, beautiful. And then the, so it, 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 it follows them up the stairs. It goes around them and it comes down. It pans down to her on the on the ground and she's like uh she she's being accosted by the cops she's and then she's shot and then she Mm -hmm. wakes up from the dream no cut and all the cops have like logistically they had to just leave the scene and in the film there's it it was just she just woke up but like it's all one it was all one take and it was it was because they zoom in on her face and then once they come out of that she's she's in the exact same position that she was before and uh if there was a cut i didn't see it and yeah i don't think there was was. i think it was was really it was really good yeah really awesome okay so final thoughts dan what did you think about safe house I'm happy I watched it. I think it was really, um, it was a really interesting film. It looked like the, the, the production value of the squibs and stuff. It, it, it seemed like I, I, stuff that I would do like, you know, with the fake blood and things like that. But I, I don't hold that against them. It was fun. Like it was, it it. was, it was very much in the spirit of independent filmmaking. I mean, I love seeing fucking corn syrup blood. Yeah, you you work with (laughs) what you have. You work with what you have, and it. um, I don't know. It it just it worked. It worked really well. I mean, some of the special effects with like the bullet holes in her head when she's in the shower. Oh yeah, no, the makeup was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that makeup looked fucking out of control. Uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed this movie. I uh, again, I thought some of some of the editing on yeah, just scenes I mean, the film is an down. hour and forty minutes. It could easily be an hour and t- thirty minutes. Like, it's yeah. just a matter of knowing when to cut your babies. Yeah. Kind of well, yeah, yeah. keep that pacing. <laughs> uh, you know, jumping. Uh, please don't hurt your babies. Please do not cut your yes. babies. Uh, we at IFR do not uh, endorse Don't. That. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think. Oh, uh, special shout out to the doctor. Yes. Uh, Randy Rock- Rockford with for best hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His hair was amazing. It was perfectly quaffed. Quaffed. Uh, yeah. 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 And, you know, that's just something I appreciate. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Um, if you have a film that you would like to submit to us, that is the email address that you send it to. We will receive everything. Um, we also have a Patreon. If you would like to donate to Patreon, we got $1, $3, and $5 tiers. But that $5 tiers is specifically for filmmakers to make a one-time donation and get their film reviewed a little bit faster because the waiting time on filmmaker submissions is about six to seven months. Yeah, I need to update the fucking Patreon movie list because it's lying to you right now. Uh, there are way more films <laughs> that need to be on that fucking list. Uh, boy, boy, we just so many films. Uh, but anyways, yeah, go check out the necropoticon.com if you want to see more podcasts like ours. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Again, thank you to all our Patreons. Wow. Ah, it's so good. All these 
crazy people who listen to our show crazy and donate to people. us. I appreciate it so much, you fucking lunatics. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep reviewing things because because we love it because it's fun. Uh, so thank you again, Dan. You have the final word. To be continued. Oh. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.